Okay. Hello, hello, hello. We're dealing with new software today, people. So if I suddenly start to stutter, you'll know that there's something going on in the background. But as always, you are welcome to Common Sense Uncensored uh, out of GrandForksBestSource.com. You can listen now. It's live. And if you want to chat with us, you can click on the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And as always, we're on Rumble and uh, we're also on the Grand Forks best Facebook page. And with me today, I have two guests and new software, so we're going to have so much fun today because I'm going to be bouncing around with buttons. But we have Ethan Olson and Debbie Bifford from Dunn County, and they are concerned citizens who have some problems that are going on. So first of all, I'm going to say hello to everybody. I'm going to say hello to Debbie. Debbie, hi. How are you doing? Good, Kathy. How are you? I'm doing just fine, and I'm so glad that you were able to be with us today, and I'm looking forward to talking more to you about uh, some of the experiences you're having with uh, the Dunn County Commission. And Ethan, Ethan Olson, how are you doing today, Ethan? Good. How are you doing? Well, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Not in you. I'm disappointed in, in North Dakota. Because uh, North Dakota nice isn't so nice anymore, and um, frankly, I've I I live rural, and I've kind of grown up in Minnesota and North Dakota. And the reason I live rural is because I, quite frankly, I want to be left alone, and I don't want to have to deal with a bunch of the hijinks that normally come with living in the cities and gated communities and all that other stuff. And it sounds to me like you, Ethan, I'm going to start with you, have been having some issues with that little bit of privacy and a little bit of being able to live your best life without a lot of interference. And it's coming down to a road on your property. So could you please start us off today by giving us a little bit of the history of the ranch, and then we'll get into what exactly is going on on your ranch that's causing you a little bit of heartburn these days. Yes, so my grandpa and his brother had bought um, my great-grandma's share of the half or uh, of the ranch, and they had it split up into two, and my great-uncle, he wanted to buy a ranch in Montana, so he went and took his half and subdivided it up and sold it back in 1981 and so all these 10 20 acre lots came into play that border us um and in that sale my grandpa was able to buy a few partials of that and kept it in the agriculture um so when he bought that he ended up buying both sides of this section line that were having this issue with and so in 196 in the 1960s he had hired uh one of our neighbors to build a road down to his place and he paid for the road he paid this guy to do it um and it was never the county had nothing to ever do with this road at all but so this road when it comes down to our place, there's a section line that crosses about halfway through it. Okay. So now this section line goes to one of the properties that was bought back in that sale in the 1980s. And it crosses, you have to cross all the way through our place to get back to this one lot that's back behind it okay. on the south side of our place. Now, and, now he has he has other access besides going through your property. There is another way in. He just doesn't tend to want to do that, correct? Yes. So in on the plot sheet that was drawn up for it. So our road is labeled right now it's labeled one U Street. And the road that he's supposed to access his property on is one L Street. Okay. And that that's how it's drawn up on the plat sheet. That's that was the original plan was whoever bought that piece out there on the south side of ours, they were supposed to access it on one L Street. And he so he has two accesses to it. He either comes down our road 
and turns and heads up a steep hill on this section line. And another thing with the section line, it was never a road. It, it was just a section line that we knew that it was there. We had hated it for years. Um, our fence was actually built right in the middle of the section line and we grazed, we grazed it and everything like that. I mean, it was just all agriculture okay. until this guy bought that piece of land um, about 11 years ago and he owned it for a few years and my dad approached him and asked him if you're you going to build a road or what are you going to do because uh, off of 1L Street you come into our hay fields but it's still that's still this you know way you're supposed to access that property so we can't block them from coming across our hay fields correct that's you the know, law just, you have to let them have access to it and at that time, he would just say, well, I don't have enough money to do it right now. Well, okay, that's fine, you know. But in the meantime, if it was muddy, snowy, whatever, he was tearing up the, either the hay field or the section line coming up that hill. And it just never tried to even approve it, never did anything with it. Until now, last year, um, it was last May, my dad was out doing something and he noticed that there was a blade up on top of our fields. I was on the section line and he was moving topsoil off of it. So he went over there just to see what was going on. And this guy was hired by this Nate Brown to start building this road. And so dad contacted Nate and asked him, do you have a permit from the County to improve this section line? And he says, Nope don't need one dad's like okay well i'm not gonna argue with you so dad went and contacted uh one of the commissioners and the commissioner said well yeah he can't do that um we'll come out there and stop him so the commissioner and the sheriff came out there shut it down well in the meantime when they were shutting him down he had another crew tearing out our fence that we still had cattle in and then they were running a rope to try to keep the cattle in so that they could tear out this fence now, and now, move it back now, now let me would, would we talk before you you have to mention that th- this field held your bulls yes yes okay. so now, we had bulls in there now yep. i i'm you know i'm not much of a of a of a cattle aficionado but i i do happen to know in my deepest darkest heart that a rope is means nothing to a bull no, no it, <laughs> i mean if it, it, if the, the bull sees the rope it's going to go piff posh poof and be it's going to be hell you guys are going to have a hell of a problem yep yep and uh yeah so they ran this rope they already had our fence tore out and they ran this rope and we are just like, well, our bulls aren't going to stay in here. They're going to be all over the countryside. So we had to bring our bulls out of the pasture and bring them home. You know, just we got better stuff to do than yes. to be moving our cattle just because of this issue. But so they were like, well, you know, there's going to be a county commissioner meeting. Come into this and we'll discuss what's going on. So my folks went into the meeting and... Uh, they're discussing it and all of a sudden in the meeting there, the commissioners were talking about it and Larry Lumberg, who was the chairman at that time a year ago says, well, I feel that it's the county's responsibility to improve on the section line. And my folks say, how are you guys going to access it? Well, we're going to access it down your guys' road. We you guys no, you guys can't do that. Well, yeah, we can because it's it's a county road. And my folks are like, when did this become a county road? You guys have never maintained it. You guys have never done anything with it. And they say, well, in the plat sheet that we just found, it's labeled county road on there in now, the courthouse. Now I want I want to do a let's see, Paul, can you bring up that that plat map that they uh that they just found for us here. Um, because we happen to have some examples that you managed to find. Uh, 
do, can you see what's what's on our screen at all there? I don't know. Okay, hang on. Uh, hang on. Well, there we go. Can you see that one? Hang, not right now. Hang on. Hang on. Just a second. Can you see that now? Okay. What I've got is I've got the Dunn County map with the red, the red line that goes there, and then the, the blue line. Can you explain to me what that one that you sent to me was where, where you've got the red line that's coming through? Yes. Um. So the red line, uh, is that the one going north and south? Yes. Okay. So it says unorganized that, territory on it, and then it's got the blue dotted line for 114th yes. Avenue. So I found this on Dunn County's website. So if you go and you look on there to see what's a county road and what's not, they have on there that the blue dotted lines are county roads. And then they give an example, they give an examples too also. Um, so you see the 114th, that's the main county road. It's labeled the blue dotted line. Mm-hmm. And our road just has like, like it's like a township road almost. Same with 1B and 1L Street. They're all labeled the same. But you see where uh, the red line is the section line and 1L connects into that section line. And that's how they're supposed to access that. Okay. The next picture, Paul, I'd like you to do is the one that's my personal favorite is the one where we have a magical county road. And I call it magical because you'll see it when it pops up here. Here we go. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, as you can see, a plat map. And if you look, you'll see those white areas there. And that is, I could be wrong, but that looks to me amazingly like whiteout. And we we see the word county uh, typed into where the whiteout is and then road. And as a teacher of 20 years, I have to tell you, I've seen some suspicious stuff come across my desk when that students turned in. And uh, this this one would have definitely gotten my a second, third, and fourth look from me because it looks exactly like what I I'm I'm seeing where somebody went in and whited out on this map and just typed in county. And no. you now we're going to get back to, to to talking to you, Ethan, so you can take that down, Paul, because I I just wanted people to see exactly what I'm seeing. So when I talk about it, you had a you had a good reference, but. Ethan, you're having problems getting any copies of the actual plat maps except for the one that we just saw, correct? Yes. Yep. They're, they're refusing to give you anything. They're, they're saying it doesn't exist, we can't find it, or give me a little bit yes. of the story when you went in to suddenly question this magical whiteout thing that happened here. So, yes, there's no document going along with the plat sheet saying why it was whited out or erased out of there and why they replaced it with county there is nothing going along with it they and they so i just called into our recorder's office just to ask him a couple questions and this was a few weeks ago so when i called in there i had to say who i was and i explained to him i'm looking for a document saying that my grandpa signed our road over to the county for the county to maintain. Can you please look for this document? And the first lady I talked to said, okay, hang on. I'm going to transfer you over to somebody else and they should be able to answer your question. So she put me on hold, sat on there for maybe a minute. I heard the phone pick up and the phone drops again. They hung up on me. So like, you know, any other one would do. I called back and asked, okay, I don't know what happened. I got hung up on or you guys dropped the line. Something happened. And the lady right away said, well, I was just informed that any issue with this road, you were supposed to talk to David Lyme, who is our road superintendent. And I said, David Lyme has nothing to do with looking for the document of my grandpa ever signing this road over. And they dropped the conversation right there. All right. That was the end of that. I'm going to get right back to that, but we're going to take our first profit margin break for executive properties. Paul, take it away. 
Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Okay, we're back. And so you can't seem to get anybody who wants to work with you. These are government people whose salaries you pay, property taxes and everything else, and suddenly everyone wants to stonewall you. And I'm understanding that the reason this has become an issue is because the guy that's lived here for 11 11 years suddenly moved to Montana, and he wants to sell the property, and of course, this will enhance the property. So now it's becoming a big darn deal. And I just don't understand why the commission has decided that this is their big darn deal. Um, yeah. And just, I mean, it's probably relevant, but he moved Wyoming about, uh, about a year ago. And then now, you know, he wanted to build a road to this, to his place so that he can up the value on it and sell it. And the County just all of a sudden out of the blue are like, well, we feel that it's the County's responsibility to pay for this with the Dunn County taxpayer dollars to pay for this road for one guy. And what is the biggest issue is as soon as you turn off that main County road, 114th Avenue and you head West, the first cattle guard you cross, you are on private land. So you'd be trespassing there. Then you keep going up to the section line. And once you turn and head South on that section line, we own both sides of the road there. Then, I mean, it goes right to a dead end and you cannot improve any more of that section line because it literally goes off of a cliff down into the the deepest draw that is probably around here. And it goes to a dead end. So it's just going to be benefiting one person. And what we've went to them and have tried to like say, why are you guys benefiting one person with our tax dollars that, Nobody else is going to be able to use. This is not going to be open to the public. The public are, can't go drive down this road, drive up the section line, turn around and drive back again. Like, you're not going to be able to do that. And it's like, why not spend our tax dollars on something that's going to be useful for everybody instead of just benefiting one person? Well, it just doesn't seem to make any sense to me. And now they're apparently they're coming out and saying that because it's a it's a done deal because it's a section line and that they have control over the section line but you found that the subdivision was actually recorded in 1981 therefore the section lines in question of the subdivision are not public because there's a commissioner that's trying to say that the section line is public and they have jurisdiction yes. over that but they don't and so I'm no. sitting here lost trying to figure out why they think this is a great spot to spend taxpayer money they're disrupting your life they're disrupting a lot of people's lives because somebody's yeah. going to have to come in and build it and everything else now th- there's something else I want to bring up and, and that's there's a power pole in the middle of this thing yes and so we so, now now we're involving an electric company so this is kind of a funny thing too so uh the county commissioner meeting we went into on May 17th, um, we were trying to push them or trying to push the deal. Like, have you guys proven that this is a county road yet? Other than what's on this plat sheet. And they're like, yeah, it, it's a county road. We've, we voted on it a year ago. It, this is a done deal. And so one thing that they had brought up was it's been taken off the tax roll. And it's like, okay, when did this ever got taken off the tax roll? And so I talked to a tax attorney and they told me nobody pays tax on the surface of the road. You, when you, your fuel, the oil you buy for your car, your tires, that tax that's in there goes to the roads, goes to county roads. I mean, it's just, so they tried saying that 
And after I threw that back at him saying, no one pays taxes on the roads, on their road surface. Um, they brought up the state's attorney right away in the meeting. And the state's attorney started arguing with us about how we're in the wrong and we just need to be quiet and listen to the commissioners because they have the authority. And so my dad brought up about the power pole that's right in the middle of the section line about how that's going to have to get moved off and they need an easement from my dad and two of our neighbors to move that pole. And my dad's not signing it and our neighbors are not signing it because they're against it just like we are. Of course. And the state's attorney in the meeting says, well, we can shut off your power. Wow. So, yeah. So it's, and I looked at the commissioners during the meeting and I said, you guys want to do that? I mean, last I, that would be the power company's issue, not the county's issue. Sounds like we have some really little uh, tyrants here that, that, that like to believe that they control everyone's lives to the minutia and you must respect their authority and you need to back off. I just see this, we've been talking about this for quite a while now, this this imbalance between the people yeah. and, and the power that the government seems to think it has, not just at the federal level, which has been very apparent lately, but at the state and county level. And this is just being reinforced again and again and again in the actions that I'm seeing by our supposed government servants who have turned into government tyrants and believe that we're supposed to keep paying, sit down, shut up, and live with it. And I'm just seeing it build and build and build. Yeah. And, and and the power company has pretty much told them to pound sand, I believe, haven't haven't they? Yes. So I don't know if they've had actual conversations, but they went and my dad had asked the chairman right now, Cody Beaner, well, where's the power pole going to get moved to? You know, and he just says, it's just going to get moved off the section line. Well, what direction are you going to move it? And can't answer that, you know, won't answer it or anything. So then um, he says, well, if it's not going to get moved, we can just build the road around it. <laughs> and my dad went back to the power company and said, just exactly what Cody Beaner told them. And the power company said, the F they are, that ain't going to happen. Well, I, I can't believe the childishness of this stuff that's going on. I mean, yep. th this, the commission is acting like a bunch of high school bullies. <clears throat> well, yep. we'll just, we'll just divert. We'll make a you around the power pole. You're going to do what we want. And you're going to, we don't care what you think. This is ridiculous. Yep. And so right now, um, their biggest argument is, so they, the commissioners of last year voted on it to build this section line for this guy. And now two of those commissioners are not in the commissioner board anymore. And last year it was Larry Lumberg that brought it up and he looked over at Daryl Ducart and he said, I feel like we need to build this guy a road. Daryl Ducart made the motion Larry Lumberg seconded it, which he's the chairman. He seconded it. And then four out of the five commissioners voted yes, that they're going to build this road. Unbelievable. And so now a few weeks ago, um, we had three different uh, fencing companies contact us and say, hey, the county is trying to hire us to move this fence again. Okay, so... When we moved our bulls out of that pasture, um, the rope stayed up there for a couple of months. And we're like, we're going to be bringing bulls back home here soon because this is in August. They're going to be coming back out of the pastures from the cows. They need to go back into this pasture. So my folks went and they hired a fencing crew to put the fence back where it was on the section line. So they paid for it. They had to put the fence back where it was and everything. So now... A few weeks ago, these fencing crews had contacted my folks and said, hey, the county's trying to hire us for this, but we know you guys and we know if there's a conflict with this, we're not touching it. So they cannot even get these guys to even do this that they're trying to hire. So Cody Beaner, the chairman of commissioners, 
and six county employees came out one day and tore out the fence and that moved crazy. it back into our bull pasture. That's crazy. And it's like, since when is that the chairman's job to be out tearing out somebody's fence and replacing it? Well, especially again, those public empo- employees are being paid. So they're again yep. using taxpayer money to do this childish BS. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. Debbie, I have not forgotten you. As long as oh, we're, that's okay. No, as Thank long as we're talking. Having me. That's all right. As long as we're talking about commissions and childish BS, <laughs> I would like to leave Ethan for a moment and go on to you because you've dealt a little bit with the commission uh, regarding another issue. And then we're going to segue back into more of the property issue. But you. Um, had an issue with the auditor because the auditor before this commission, God bless their little hearts, got going, was an elected office. And somehow or another, this commission has decided without consulting the people or anything else that they now have the power to appoint the county auditor. Am I correct in that? Yes. Um, What they decided to do and what uh, Tracy Dollisall said is we decided to make it uh, the auditors, well, first of all, they have to appoint somebody right now. Oh, yeah, and because somebody they, left. Um, right. But they haven't done that, which they should have done right away. But what they did is they put the office um, to make it appointed through the HR. And um, I'm not as um, updated on this as I should be. My issue was a little bit different with the auditor, but what they're doing is is they ran it through HR, and the one guy who was qualified and could ask to be appointed, he uh, withdrew his um, letter because he knew it wasn't supposed to go through HR. So he because the only requirement for a done I'm sorry. No the only requirement for being a Dunn County auditor is to be eighteen years of age and be a Dunn County resident. And yeah. HR wouldn't put all these qualifications that they needed. They needed a degrees and all that kind of stuff. And that's so BS. And they they just ran the thing and just went their way and well, decided what to do. And and I to me it it seems crazy because it's an elected position and right. all, and then a group a small group of people who are obviously a little power influenced just decided that without even consulting the people what they were going to do is they were going to make it an appointed position so they could pick whoever they wanted to be the auditor and you mentioned that the sheriff had to do the tiebreaker. Well, this is just what I understand is that he was in Colorado and, and 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 if it's not correct what I'm saying I stand I will stand corrected but I'm pretty sure it's correct. He was in Colorado, Gary Coon, and he had to skedaddle back here to do the tie breaking vote. And um cuz they you know and when you hear that and you see that it doesn't take a Philadelphia lawyer to ascertain that that was a setup that was rigged and they had that planned and um but it wasn't necessarily for the auditor it was to appoint somebody on the board to take the place of Larry Lundberg that's what that was for this this whole and this whole thing is getting crazy I mean, it, I know it, it is crazy. The, the, I have never seen the Dunn County Commission conducted being conducted in the way it is, not allowing input. And I mean, if somebody raises their hand, they're not allowed to speak. And they used to be. I mean, they wanted you on the agenda. But now, you know, he doesn't even recognize you. Well, I have a hard time letting him ignore me. So <laughs> I just kind of say what I've got to say. But the last two or three times I've been on there, my issue with the Dunn County uh, auditor position was when Tracy was in there. It I asked for something probably seven months ago in regards to why wasn't my um, the homestead or non-homestead or homestead credit it would be homestead wasn't credit. shown on my taxes. 
I think I talked to you about that, yep. but I'm not sure. But she says, well, there's a glitch in our system, and I'll get back to you on it. Well, fast forward to seven months later, I finally got it from the current acting interim auditor, and um, she got it to me immediately. Now, I did thank her for that, um, but because, I mean, something that I should have had. But see, Tracy was so involved and enamored with all that's going on in the county. What she does is that she acts as if she's still the auditor in the Dunn County Commission meetings when she's really just a commissioner. I mean, not just a commissioner. That's an important role. But what I'm saying is she's acting as both offices during the meetings. And she always says, well, by law. Well, the next time she says by law and I'm in that room, I'm going to say, go get the law and quote it directly. Don't go by law and uh, cherry pick. I agree with because, you. I agree with you totally. Because, because yeah, but we we seem to have a huge communication issue with this with this uh, council, and they don't seem to be getting a quite frankly a, a damn as to what's going on. I've got one more private uh, profit margin break with Churchill Shoes, and we're going to get right back to you. Thank you. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the Upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Okay, we're back. And Debbie, I've got another question to ask you because you mentioned this to me, and I have to admit I didn't understand a lot of it. But the commission now is asking for a 73-foot 73, 73 easement on roads? There's a, there's a couple of county roads, and there is one other person that's more knowledgeable on that than myself, but they're asking for 73 feet on each side of the road of a road that runs to oil um, rigs or tanks or whatever okay. to build an oil road. Why is the county wanting to build oil, oil roads? Oh, why are they okay. and why do they want 73 feet on each side for a ditch? It doesn't make sense. And they want easements to do it. Well, it's crazy. I, I well, okay, I'm going to tell you both something that um I've discovered through a lot of the research that I've been doing. What's happening in Dunn County, unfortunately, is not unusual. Uh I'm seeing more and more of these city commissions, county commissions, boards, and things like that that are deciding that they know better and you will respect our authority. The other thing I'm also seeing is when things don't make sense today, like this 73-foot easement on roads, that means that they're going to make sense in the near future. We saw a lot of this with the Williston school board consolidation and some other things. Yeah, we did in the last show is nothing made sense as to what they were doing. And then all of a sudden it, it appears that they've got this grand master plan that usually comes from the top um, in Williston. It came from Burgum and there's a whole bunch of stuff that's involving pipelines and oil production and everything else that's been on the back burner somewhere getting ready to go. And what they're doing is they're prepping and setting up all of this stuff on current county and private citizens' taxes. And so then what happens is nobody can figure out what's going on, but what they're counting on is that you guys will remain quiet and complacent and say nothing. And then suddenly what's going to occur is, surprise, ta-da! And you're going to find this can of worms is going to open up in your backyard and all of a sudden everything will be made clear, but you will not, not have a voice. And what they're going to do is they're going to look at you and they're going to say, well, 
we've already done all of this work. We've got roads built. We've got this done. We've got that done. So, well, it's really too late to do anything about it now. So let's all just remember this for the future, and you'll have more voice then. But let's just continue on the way we were. And so when I'm looking at some of these things that are occurring here in Dunconey, I'm left to sit back and wonder what is really occurring here today that is being manipulated so that the future is going to look completely different in Dunn County. And there are specific people that are going to benefit greatly from this insider trading information. And that can I say, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's not making sense I, now, I, but it will. I'm not, I don't mean to interrupt no, you. No, go Kathy, ahead. But uh, there Back to that auditor position yep. thing we were talking about, and you are so right on about what you just said. But back to that auditor position, they are planning meetings for this fall to get the public input about the appointment of the auditor position for 2026. But public input so, is still not an election. No, it's not an election, but because Tracy is pushing it so hard, she wants it to be appointed in that's because she wants control. Well, she wants control. She is a puppeteer. Anytime you go from an election to an appointment, you've got somebody with an agenda. There's a reason why someone right. doesn't want to leave it to an election. They they don't want to leave it to chance. And so this is right. The only way I can look at this is that there's somebody, whether it's one individual or several, wants to make sure that someone that they have planned gets in to that position. And especially when it's an important position like the auditor, I got a problem with that. We've already got yeah, people. I agree. We've already got people questioning the elections and the veracity of the elections and everything else. And it's a it's a doggone important position to have somebody basically shoving someone in there at their whim. And I'm 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 not amused by this. But what I'm what I'm really worried about is that this commissions all over the place and things like that are being manipulative and are utilizing other people's money to build roads, uh, are utilizing, uh, overstepping their authority to make appointments instead of elected offices and are basically uh, violating constitutional rights of the individuals that are supposedly in charge, which would be we the people, and saying, no, sit down, shut up. You don't have a word to say about it. And the one thing I want to bring up is uh, I would like to I would like to see if we can play uh, this video. It's about five minutes long, but stick with me here. You're going to see that this video that we're going to be playing, Ethan, you're going to love this, features primarily South Dakota. But you're going to see that this is going to impact North Dakota as well and, in fact, already has begun. So, Paul, can we play that video for us, please? Biggest story in America right now but literally nobody in the mainstream media is talking about it. One of the biggest invasions of private property rights in American history is currently happening in South Dakota. And elected Republicans led by a certain governor are doing absolutely nothing to stop it. So here's what's happening. What you're seeing in this video is surveillance from a farmer in Brown County, South Dakota named Jared Bosley. The people you see in this video are surveyors from a company called Summit Carbon Solutions. Without permission or a notice that they were even coming, these guys walked into Jared Bosley's home and into his workshop without permission and began surveying his land. And that is because Jared Bosley is one of over 80 South Dakota landowners and farmers that are facing eminent domain lawsuits from this company. In case you didn't pay attention in high school history class, eminent domain is the process by which the government takes private property from civilians for public use. Fifth Amendment to our Constitution states, quote, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. The eminent domain process was upheld by the Supreme Court as constitutional in a case you may have heard of called Kilo v. New London. Instead of it coming from the government, these landowners in South Dakota are facing eminent domain lawsuits from a private company in order to build a carbon capture pipeline that will traverse five states. What they want to do is take liquid carbon from ethanol plants in Iowa, which is the biggest industry in the state with tons of political power, and run it through this pipeline and store it under the ground in North Dakota. That's literally it. They want to take carbon and store it in the ground. 
It provides absolutely no economic value except to lower the carbon emissions of these ethanol plants. And these surveyors are showing up to the private property of landowners in South Dakota like Jared Bosley without their permission. They're also showing up with armed security guards. Here's a picture of one of them here. And they're even showing up with massive drill rigs that they are hauling into the middle of the fields at these farms, ruining the crops in the process. And keep in mind, they don't even have the permit to build the pipeline yet, nor have the eminent domain lawsuits even been adjudicated. And in the case of Jared Bosley, pictured here with his haircut that goes absolutely hard, these surveyors from Summit Carbon Solutions falsely accused him of threatening them. According to Jared Bosley, after they showed up to his property unannounced, his wife went up and asked them who they were, at which point they said surveyors, and she put him on speakerphone and he says he had a six-second conversation with them and didn't threaten anything. Yet these guys hauled him to court, which is where he is in this picture, and tried to get a restraining order against him, which would have prevented him from being on his own property when they come back. But luckily, the judge ruled in Bosley's favor. His farm has been in his family for four generations, where they plant corn and alfalfa, and they also raise cattle. He also plants a lot of trees on his farm to serve as a windbreak for the cattle, which seems like would be doing more for the environment than carbon capture. And he said that if they build the pipeline there, it will all but destroy his farm. He said they'll have to bulldoze many of the trees that he's planted in order to build it. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, South Dakota is a ruby red state. They have a pretty famous governor who fancies herself a presidential candidate one day. Surely they're doing everything in their power in order to protect the private property rights of their constituents, right? But you would be wrong. Christy Nome and elected Republicans in South Dakota are doing absolutely nothing. And the reason is because Summit Carbon Solutions has massive ties to big GOP donors and bigwigs. Their senior advisor is former Iowa Governor Terry Branstead, who also served as Donald Trump's ambassador to China. He was the longest serving governor in American history and still remains incredibly politically powerful in Iowa. If you want to be a presidential candidate and win Iowa, you need the support of Terry Branstead, which explains why Christy Nome is doing nothing. The guy who handles all of their comms is Dan Lederman, the former chairman of the South Dakota Republican Party. And they were also a platinum sponsor of Governor Christy Nome's second inauguration back in January. In a recent interview, Jared Bosley said that when he confronted Christy Nome about what is happening to him, her response was, quote, it's out of my hands. Am I supposed to fight all of your battles? The answer to that question is yes. As the elected governor of South Dakota, it is your job to protect the private property rights of your constituents. In the last session of the legislature, there were multiple bills presented that would have protected the private property rights of South Dakotans, yet they all failed with a majority of Republicans voting against them. What's happening to Jared Bosley? and these other South Dakota landowners is a tragedy. Their farms have been in their family for many generations. Some of them go back all the way to the 1800s. And now they're facing losing them for the green energy scam. And Republicans are doing absolutely nothing about it. Have you heard anything about this in the mainstream media? No, you haven't. Remember a couple years ago when the story of the protests at the Dakota Access Pipeline was one of the biggest in the world? Despite the fact that the pipeline did not travel through tribal lands and they did not use eminent domain to build it? The media covered this from top to bottom. But you've heard absolutely nothing about South Dakota landowners like Jared Bosley, who are facing actual private property loss for something that has no economic value. And lastly, there is a give, send, go that has been set up to help Jared Bosley fight back against this eminent domain suit, and I will link it in the bio below. These people in South Dakota have been abandoned, and they need your help. Spread this story as far and wide as you possibly can. I just want to make sure that, uh, Ethan, does it does some of this sound a little familiar to you? That <laughs> stuff that's going down yeah. here? Yeah. <clears throat> and this is why I'm I'm I'm... I'm ringing the bell here because because I want people to understand there's a lot more going on here than I don't know about know. you guys, but I oh, no. am gonna go cool off. Hang on a really? Minute. It could be <laughs> black pigs in there. <laughs> Never mind. We're having new software here. We're having a good time, but but it's just been just crazy to us that that this is going on, and because they're Uber donors and stuff, and they're private, they're private people private companies that happen to give right enough money to the right place that we the people are being pretty much kicked to the curb and and I am I'm getting very very upset with the fact that our per- property taxes and everything else we can't get any relief we can't get anybody to listen you go to the city commission and you try to have your property rights taken care of and they pretty much tell you to pound sand all right, I've got one more profit margin break here, and then we're on the, the home trail here. So this is for, oh, for heaven's cakes. 
And there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Ofer Heaven's Cakes comes in. The best cupcakes and cakes for special occasions or just a treat. They do uh, make incredible specialty items by order, or you can just walk into their place and find out more while you're there. And if you're a business owner, make sure you treat your employees by giving great cupcakes and other treats from Ofer Heaven's Cakes. And they have employee discounts. And Ofer Heaven's Cakes is on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4 and Saturdays from 9 to noon. Call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or go to O for Heaven's Cakes at Yahoo.com. And you can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's O for Heaven's Cakes in Grand Cities Mall. And they happen to be looking for artists who wish to decorate. So it's a great place to go get a treat. Now, that video spoke a lot to me. And, you know, Debbie, when you're asking why is there a 73-foot easement on roads going to the oil field, and Ethan, when you're, when you're asking why you can't seem to get any relief from your commission and stuff, this thing with the, with the, with the Christy Nome, does that seem to begin to start answering some questions in some ways for some of you why some of this stuff is going on? Ethan, I'm going oh, to go to you first. How do you feel about it when you see that? It, yeah, it's a shame is what it is. It's, it's a shame how the, I mean, basically the people that are keeping America fed are being told you got no right. You're, you know, you're scum underneath our boots, basically. You're in, you're in the way is what it is. Well, I I have to think that when a commissioner is willing to bring out six County employees and move your fence again, that uh, uh, there's there's something else going on here, and it yep. it seems to me that every I mean besides the obvious with the with where I think they're going with the seventy three foot easement and the oil field is hang on to your hats people in Dunn County because there's something coming for you you don't know what it is yet I don't know what it is yet but there's something coming for you but I've got to say that. This this entire thing, when I take a look at it, seems to be built in to demoralize the people, to convince us that fighting the government is futile, and to to instill in us that there's nothing more to do than to keep opening our checkbook and writing checks and giving these people money and not being able to question what they do with it, how they do with it, or how they run things, because we aren't important enough to be even talked to. And that's where I'm going. And... Debbie, that seems to me to seem be the thing where you aren't even allowed a voice at the meetings. Not really. You have to get on the agenda. If somebody raises their hands, they try to ignore you. But uh, just like the one, the first meeting I went to when I saw what Olsons were going through, and it just makes me very angry, I raised my hand to say something. And it was about the auditor thing. But then I made sure that I got on the next time to ask them, why aren't they listening to the people? Why aren't they listening to the Olsons? Why aren't they listening to other people who are standing with them? And it, it's like it's something, there, there's an ulterior, ulterior motive for doing this. We can't quite put our finger on it. We have our suspicions and opinions, but... We don't dare speak them, not because um, they're not correct, because we I think most of us believe they are, but because we don't want to get accused of fishing somewhere where there's no fish. Well, is the way I look at you it. You sent me the the thing that you said to to the Dunn County people, and it it mentioned that there's four core values on their website. The first one is service. We shall provide quality service to all Dunn County residents. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, fiscal responsibility. Yeah. We will respectfully and responsibly manage the people's money. Ethan, uh, there that you can build your own roads, but we're going to build one for this guy over here. So eh, not so much there. Integrity. Nope. We will act with integrity in our work and dealings with the public and accountability. We are accountable accountable for our words and actions. Um, I, you know, the problem I'm seeing. In, in in our government today is they're really good at posting words and posting values, but words are cheap. Talk's cheap. And what I'm looking for from from my government my government employees and my commissioners and stuff is putting 
some meat behind these words. And from what you guys have described to me, I've seen service, fiscal responsibility, integrity, and accountability. Nothing. It's their words on a piece of paper, their words on a website. And I'm looking and seeing that there's nothing much that uh, is, is going in practice. And to me, every, practice matters more than what somebody says, especially when a politician's lips are moving because they, they, they don't speak the truth. What do you yeah. guys? Yeah, they. Um, Debbie, go. I'm sorry. No, Debbie, go first, I, then we're going to Ethan. Okay. They, um, I told them the last time, too, that every office, elected or not elected, is responsible to the people, and we are their business, whether they're, like I said, whether they're elected or hired. And I said, but you are not our dictators. And, um, you could see one of the you could see one of the commissioner's face turn red, and it stayed red for a long time. It wasn't because he was embarrassed; it was because he was angry. Because we because we know how he is, and but my, the thing about it is, I would like to see those three, well, two of them for sure, resign if they cannot ad- adhere to and follow the four core values that's listed on their website then they should resign. Is there an ability to recall them at all? Not. Okay. We did look into that. Um, but on the, uh, what do you call it? The I talked to the state and the state said, if you're within a year of the next election and one of them is going to be up, it's too late. So in other words, they're almost like lame ducks. They can do whatever they want and nobody can do a thing about it except complain. And as long as they're not listening, well, isn't that perfect? Ethan, how are you feeling about your uh, commissioner with their service, fiscal responsibility, integrity and accountability coming through to you? Well, one thing that kind of brings to mind is uh, for the longest time, my folks were asking how much was this road project going to cost? And they'd bring it up in a commissioner meeting and at that one all the commissioners like looked at each other like oh i i don't know you know perfect and my mom brought up a good point she looked at him and she said if you guys were to hire a contractor to come in and uh redo your kitchen wouldn't you guys get a quote first instead Mm -hmm. of just hiring anybody off the block and coming in and tearing out your kitchen and that those kind of uh, common sense statements to the commissioners, I think is why they're pushing this deal so hard right now at us is because we've made them so upset that we've questioned their authority and that we basically just made them look dumb Well, is what it is, is what it comes down to. You, you know, I and, got I to tell you, you, you didn't make anybody look dumb. They did that on their own. Oh, yeah. Now, didn't you guys offer to build the road? Yes. So the not this last commissioner meeting, but two meetings ago, um, my dad and the guy he used to work for owns a contracting business with building roads and uh, oil field um, stuff and building locations. Um, so my dad used to work for him for about 25 years. My dad has built roads. He's built oil locations. He's, he's done everything in that aspect. He's very knowledgeable on what he's doing. And he went to his old boss and said, you know, I got this idea, you know, would you help me with it? And his boss or his old boss had said, yes, you know, I'll donate the equipment and I'll even donate a guy to help you build this road on one L street. So then we went to the people who own property on 1L Street and we got six signatures and they each put in a little sentence saying how this, if you guys would improve 1L Street, it would help us. This was no, um, this would have taken no tax dollars from anybody in Dunn County. Nobody would have had to pay for it. It was my dad's old boss and him donating their time, their equipment and at their own expense. And so my dad presented that to the commissioners at uh, two meetings ago and they had nothing to say. And so he got up and sat down in his chair 
after the meeting, he raised his hand and he raised his hand for a long time, like Deb had talked about. And finally, one of the commissioners pointed to uh, Cody Beaner and said, hey, Dean Olson has a question. And Cody looks up, oh, yeah, make it quick. Come up here. Get up here. Mm -hmm. Hurry up. So dad walked up there and asked, are you guys going to discuss anything with this new offer that I just asked you guys? And Cody leans into Mike and says, no comment. Dropped it right there. Oh, my. They won't even discuss it. They won't even discuss it or have a discussion, public discussion at the meeting. They make the decisions and they move on and they ignore the people as if they never made a comment. Yep. Well, I got to tell you, um, I commend you both for coming forward because I know it's not easy because it's, it's the easy thing to do is to give up. Uh, that's, that's the easy thing to do. And, and I know a lot of people who have and said, well, you can't fight city hall. I happen to be a fighter. So I'm, 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 I'm willing, more than willing to take on city hall and, and go past that. But I have to say, this is unfortunately not an unusual story. As we saw with the South Dakota video, that pipeline and some of the, uh, with the surveyors and everything else is also happening in North Dakota to our farmers here. So if you think that that's just a South Dakota story, people, you're, you're incredibly wrong. It's, it's happening all across North Dakota as well. And I want to let everybody know that these County commissions, these city commissions and everything else that Dunn County is not unusual. I would love to be able to say I'm outraged at what is happening in Dunn County because it just shouldn't be in the state of North Dakota and that it is an anomaly. It is not. What uh, Ethan and Debbie are, are discussing and showing to you, unfortunately, has become commonplace in North Dakota. North Dakota nice is now North Dakota sit down and shut up. Break out your, pe- your checkbook. You're good enough to pay for everything, but you're not good enough to be heard. Um, Debbie, is there anything you'd like to say? We've got a couple of minutes left. I'm going to let you two both have a have a, one last statement. What is it you'd, you'd like to see done in Dunn County? I would like to see them listen to the people with respect. I would like to see them uh, get back to districts like they used to be. And because I, I would say one more thing. I saw about 20 people from Marshall, North Dakota, come and ask them for representation and get totally ignored. And I would just like to see the commission treat the people as if they are the ones who put them there and paying their salaries and be respectful of what people offer to do. I mean, why would you turn down a free road? Why would you turn down not spending any money? There's spend, 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 tax, tax, tax. That's basically what all I have to say. And if I missed anything, I apologize to everybody. <laughs> and thank you, Pat, for what you do. No worries. Well thank done. Thank you for having us on. Ethan, what's your last word for the good of the order here? Um. Yeah, I guess if if they can get away with doing this to us, they're going to start doing it to everybody else. Absolutely. But, if you guys think everyone is safe from this deal, it you're not. They're gonna if they get away with it, everyone else they're coming for you too. Absolutely, you're I, right on. I got to I got to tell you too, you're totally correct, and that's part of the reason we have this show available at Grand Forks Best Source is to let people first of all know you're not alone, and second of all know if you think you're immune, wait for it. Because these two people are very correct and they're showing you the truth. It may not be your turn today. It'll be your turn tomorrow. We need to do something. We need to stand up. We need to be heard. We need to, we need to push back. Everybody, have another wonderful Monday. Common Sense Uncensored is going to be off because of the 4th of July. Hubby will be lighting fireworks and we'll be celebrating. And we will be back July 10th with more injustice being showcased. Everybody, God bless. Thank you. Thank you for having us.